Yo, 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 what do you do? It is RB22, Tech String of Fire, episode 39. We got Harry out of San Antonio, and also we got the guest, Jose Tellez, Goals. Goals TV, right? How are you yes, doing, sir. my man? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Thank you for having me on, man. This is, uh, I've watched this show more than a few times. It's pretty cool to be on it now. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for watching this, bro. Yeah, whenever... You reached out a while back. That was that was pretty cool. You know, shit definitely lit me up. So, uh, how you doing, Harry? You're right on time today, with your with your one star and two one. Right before we get into it, I, 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 didn't bring it say. Up. I did not bring it up. <laughs> it's a new year. We're uh, we're we're uh, already running super thin, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we got it. We got a good win. Um, Refereeing was an issue, but I know that's a uh, U.S. Well, it's a game issue. You know, if you go to the Premier League or wherever, there's always referee issues. So, but no, it's it's a good time. Nice, cool weather here in San Antonio. I guess supposed to get warm up, but uh, we'll see how how that goes next week, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because you're up there in uh, Dallas, right, Jose? Yeah, bro. It's uh, I would say it's kind of cool right now too. Uh, it feels good. I'm dreading the summer getting here, to be honest, bro. I'm not looking forward to it at all. <laughs> Harry must feel it on a different level entirely. I would say both you guys probably do. Um, thankfully, that humidity doesn't reach too far up north. So, no, nah, man, we're, we're good. I got a hoodie on. Talking hoodie <laughs> feels great, bro. Yeah, dude. So, I want to get into a little bit of some goals TV <clears throat> and a little bit of your background. I want you to tell me about Jose and what gave you the idea of goals, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate you giving me the spotlight too to kick the show off. Um, you know, we got to, we got to. Man, you know, I, this is your third show today, right? You said. Well, look, we're not going to put off the Austin FC banter for too long, bro. Last two yeah, results, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you have it later, but we'll we'll yeah. get to that. Um, no, don't don't worry, take your shots when, when you got them because they don't come often. They don't come often. You know, be, go, what do you mean it doesn't come off? You had one go good for a year, club like Austin. Go you had one like good Austin. year, man. Yeah, right. one good season, and they haven't won anything we've yet had, either. Harry, we're going to talk we about that. We're going to talk about it. We have we have two losses. That's it. Y'all are pretty loud fan base for not having won anything, but that's that's cool. That's cool. We'll, we'll get to it. Let's <laughs> talk about winning. <laughs> um, but yeah, bro, look, look. I mean, how we met was actually really cool. Um, so you mentioned Goals TV. Um, for, for anybody who's listening, hasn't heard of it, uh, the website is legitimately goals.tv, G-O-L-Z.tv. Um, thought of the idea, in all honesty, not, not a crazy long story. I, I selfishly watch footy content as much as I possibly can. I don't watch Netflix, Hulu, anything else. I watch nothing but footy. And as much as I would love for there to be live matches 24-7, that's not the case. So eventually the matches stop and I got to start watching other content on YouTube, on Twitch, on whatever, right? And I thought to myself early last year, how cool would it be if there was just like one destination on the internet where everything existed? Um, all kinds of footy content, match day vlogs, podcasts, um, trading card content, FIFA, football manager, you name it, right? Like there's a massive spectrum of content out there. And I wanted to build something like that for myself. I told a couple friends about it. They thought it'd be cool if I tried to build it for the public. 
Um, I'm not a technical guy. Thankfully, in my business background, I you know I used to work at a couple of different big tech companies once upon a time, and um, they all kind of the friends that I had there all kind of thought it'd be cool. So we uh, we decided to go ahead and try putting it together. We launched it back right before the World Cup. I would never do that again in my life. Probably one of the busiest times <laughs> ever to launch some shit like that. Uh, but we yeah. launched it right before the World Cup, and uh, it's been going since November now. Um, and we got about, I don't know, 50 to 60 different content creators that bring all of their fan-made content to this platform. They want to see it become the next YouTube or Netflix of soccer content. I, mm -hmm. I don't know if it'll ever be that big, but for me personally, it's just a cool project to pursue, man. I got to meet so many interesting content creators along the way. It's how you and I met. And now by extension of that, it's how Harry and I met. We're going to banter the hell out of you later. But, um, but yeah, bro, I mean, it's, it's been really, really fun. Just like meeting other content creators, trying to build this thing. And then since then, I've always been an SC Dallas fan. I, I grew up playing in that youth system. Uh, so I grew up here in the Dallas, Texas area. And, um, you know, so I've always had a soft spot for FC Dallas, but like doing this project has gotten me deeper into the passion I have for FC Dallas, the passion I have for the European clubs that I promote or uh, support, mm -hmm. uh, which would really be, you know, Barca, Hanging their RB, it'll be like Barca uh, and Arsenal. But we'll, look, that's finally a different having show. a good year. Different day. Having a good year. Finally, <laughs> dude, you finally. act like they're Austin FC, man. <laughs> Literally the best brand this of football guy. you will ever. We're see talking about Barca. But anyway, uh, we'll we'll get to that another day. But <laughs> but look, bro, I I love this, man. I love talking footy. I love watching it. I love you know, just bantering back and forth with other fans. <clears> right? <throat> Nothing makes me happier. So. um Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Happy to answer more questions as they come up, man. But that's just a little bit about me and the project that I'm passionate about right now. Yeah, for sure. How, how many um, do you have in Houston or Dallas uh, people on goals TV right now? Houston, not yet. We have a couple uh conversations one off on a one off basis, as you can imagine. Right. Like everybody right now is like in season. Right. We all are. Yeah. And. Um, well, you see, we got a Houston guy, and he's not even here. So <laughs> he was here last last episode. I remember watching, yeah. it and um, yeah. I'm still waiting for Sam to show his face, man. But um, <laughs> but, I, uh, I think that has that's a uh, an EB thing. That's an um, EB thing. Yeah. So either way, I, I think you know it's it's cool. This this idea for this show is awesome, bro. Um, the, the, Texas is a massive state. It's um countrywide. It's one of the biggest markets, right, for soccer, not just mm -hmm. content but competition. Um, and the, from you setup standpoint, I know that firsthand, we we're the number two market when I was coming up and playing and nothing has changed. Um, I, you know, I love everything about DFW soccer and I'm, I, I love the idea of this show. I think it's cool. I want to be here as, as often as you'll have me to talk FC Dallas stuff. And, uh, and yeah, man, I'm just, just, just glad to be here. Yes, sir. All right, man. Well, uh, let's get into some FC Dallas or do you got any questions, Harry, for Jose? No, not really any questions, but as far as the DFW area, especially with the Texas, you know, the UIL Texas high school playoffs going on, um, I know the Dallas, Frisco, Fort Worth area, lots and lots of talent, uh, especially this time of year that showcases just how great uh, DFW and North Texas is. So, Yeah, I appreciate that, Harry. Those are kind of words, man. It's, it's a super competitive system to come in as a player. Um, and, but, but for that reason though, like, I, I just think that, you know, um, there's so much to be excited about, even though most MLS fans like to troll FC Dallas and the Dallas market as one of the legacy clubs that doesn't get as much support as Austin or anybody else, but expansion teams are loud. We're, we're but, in our honey, we're in our honeymoon phase. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, we're still in the first few seasons, man. We'll see how it goes after years and years. 
Speaking of we'll high see. school, um, what happened to the Ducks? Man, bro. So <laughs> from what my my intel my intel is that they had the Ducks had about twenty shots. You know, none went in, and uh, the or where'd they go? The Valley. They had like one uh, shot. They had like one shot, and uh, that one shot went in. So one zero, the Ducks went down, but. We'll see if they can bounce back. I'm I'm excited because we're gonna start getting into Hutto, the middle school here, and then and the uh, elementary, and then we're also gonna get into Taylor. I'm trying to get into Taylor. I'm trying to get all the surrounding, and uh, they're starting to build the toll road to come all the way to Taylor now. So it's oh, gonna nice. come to ta- yeah. So they're building Samson here. I don't know if you guys heard about that, but it's like a five billion dollar project, and it's. People from all over the country, all over the world, I'm, I imagine, coming here. It's this little town I grew up in. It's about, you know, 13,000 people. And I can already see it being uh, 50,000 people. You know, it, it, they're just building houses, communities everywhere. But uh, Lone Star, it had that we have three fields right now. And, man, dude, I, I can already see it, you know, just growing, growing this club. We, we have – we're struggling so hard right now to have players. I already know in about, you know, two, three years – it's gonna be great. So hopefully, hopefully, we can be one of those markets too. You know, for just like the DFW area with with the soccer and get these these high school cl- uh, teams winning some playoff games, making it to state finals and one, two back to back. You know, whatever three times. So that that that's the plan. You know, is just to grow the community, even with, through this Texas Ring of Fire. You know, have fans and all that. So yeah, man. Uh, glad to have you, bro. And I appreciate sorry it, my man. ducks couldn't do it. <laughs> hey, I will say this: a uh, small town, small markets, even within broader markets like DFW, bro, they can be competitive. I mean, I went to a tiny, tiny high school, yes. Red Oak. Um, back then, I think was was barely four A, mm-hmm. and uh, in 03, we won a state title, right? And it was right okay. before I came into that, and we had a good run of state playoff runs after that for 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 mm-hmm. better part of a decade. So, like, it, it just we got lucky with some of the club players that we got, but uh, it's really, really competitive in spots that you wouldn't guess it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, man. Uh, I guess let's break down some FC Dallas. FC Dallas, they played uh, LAFC, went to LAFC. Well, did you watch the match? I watched it, bro. It was it was heartbreaking. I was streaming, um, you know, uh, a watch along for it. And, bro, two minutes in. The, the drinking started two minutes in. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, automatically, um, we, we give up uh, a goal really quick to Tillman. And it was our fault. 100%. We make mistakes. Uh, and this is the second game in a row where, like, I don't know if you guys watched the game, the second game in a row where it's okay. NC Dallas has kind of proven that we do not know how to deal with the high press. We have, we have no answer for it. And, bro, I, in all honesty, I'm actually, this is not me being, you know, on the negative Nancy train or being, you know, su- super downhill with this team. I still think there's a lot, there's a very high ceiling for this team considering how many new transfers we have. But, Ibiaga and Tafari as a center back pairing, they still look kind of rough. And when you when you when you have even sporting Kansas City gave us a really tough time with the high press, LAFC pounced on it in the first two minutes, got that goal from Tillman. And I'm surprised that we kind of survived that first 15 to 20 minutes. We almost looked better when we went down a man. It was really interesting. When Tumasi got that idiotic red card, um, I don't know if you guys saw it. He lifted kind of his arm up on a tackle. It was really, really weird. And it looked like he straight up bowed. I can't remember who exactly it was. Um, 
but it was just a terrible red to give up. And I and, and it was 30 minutes in. Right? That was so dirty. I'm, it dirty. was, bro. It, 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 I mean, in all honesty, I, if I was tsunami. a teammate, Come on, tsunami, Tumasi, <laughs> um, I, I think, bro, he like I would have been upset as a teammate, legitimately. I would have been, I would have felt like that was a selfish move because there's one thing to go into a hard tackle, and it's another to raise your elbow, swing the way that he did. It's just, I would have been upset. But then what I saw after that was Dallas collapse with 10 men collapse into a formation that allowed them to play a low block, absorb pressure really well. We looked way better absorbing the pressure with 10 men than we did with 11. Yeah. Um, and then we had some counterattacks that finally started to open things up. Um, so I would say from that perspective, defensively, growing pains right now. We're still trying to figure it out. Life without Matt Hedges is kind of tough. Um, but... I think Farfan's played pretty well. Tafari had a goal in this game. So, like, you know, there was there's something to to hang your hat on a little bit, but him and Ibiaga as a pairing still are, are figuring things out. Um, but then moving forward, there's the, the other pain point of us, SC Dallas, not having the cutting edge, the finishing touch, or the final executed pass to create legitimate goal scoring opportunities. It is my biggest gripe of this team. Uh, and considering who we have up top, right, to, to and, and who's supplying them, I think we actually have a pretty good attack um, with Ariola. I, I got to give, I got to give Cedillo, I got to give Edwin Cedillo a shout out. Uh, yeah, my boy Marcos, uh, biggest, the second biggest red of the Waco because I used to live in Waco, you know. So he's lucky I moved out, so now he can't be the <laughs> biggest red of the Waco. But he, that's his cousin, you know. They, they grew up in Waco to together, so. Uh, that would have been cool. That was a golazo that he scored, you know. Yeah, they got taken back. I mean, granted, yeah. you know, I, I see the ref's point and VAR's point, right? Uh, Harry mentioned earlier about, you know, refs being kind of shaky and the systems that we have being a little bit shaky right now. Like, at first, I was pretty upset, like, you know, because but I asked myself, you know, if I was if the shoe was on the other foot, right, buzzing the other way around, uh, would I have been upset if that goal had gone in? Yes, because it was. The keeper had to react at the last second because his vision was blocked. It is what it is. But uh, that would have been a badass goal. And I would say we still could have had more, even with 10 men. We countered well. It was the final cutting pass that we couldn't get. It was the final lob over the top that we couldn't get. Even when we tried to play long ball directly from our center backs into, you know, into space for Ariola or into space for Velasco, it just, it never really worked. Whether it was due to like the wayward passing or us not being able to get our first touch right, we just felt rattled from the first 10 to 15 minutes. And then I will say it was a great consolation to see Tavari get that goal, right? On the set piece, mm-hmm. on the corner kick. Um, kind of came, it came out of nowhere. I mean, the ball kind of bounced around once or twice and then he kind of jumped up, tapped it in. I thought we were going to steal a point. I really did. I was thinking, man, this is this is it, bro. Mm-hmm. We're going to steal a point. We're going to walk out of here. Uh, defending champs, walk out of here with the point on the road and bounce back, hopefully having figured out how to manage, how to manage pressure early on in games. Uh, but then... Boyanga. And it's amazing to me because, oh, man, because, because, dude, because, dude he, what I don't know if you guys player. heard about this. He had just flown over, right? He went to, to go deal with Africa Cup of, Nature, Cup of Nations. He went to go fly overseas to, to, to play for Gabon. And then he flew back, went to Turkey the night before, came from Turkey over to LA, drove back that same night and played the game. Um, and it's wild to me that he went through all of that. And then I really rate Martin Boss. I think he's a good keeper. Um, I think he was thrown he, off by he Ibiaga. He had a bad game. He had a bad game, man. It was just a weird game, bro. To get scored on that early, 
Well, I, he gave it, that ball away. I mean, yeah, he gave, he gave the right ball away. The yeah, 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 100%. He gave the ball away. I think the pressure threw everybody off. I think it started with Boss, but then you saw, um, I can't remember, I don't think it was Sorio, uh, but there was a midfielder who made a mistake um, trying to trap it. Tafari, honestly, probably had time to jump in and cut the runner off, but he didn't. He hesitated. So he gave Tillman just a little bit of space to cut to, to his, his right, take it one step forward and shoot. Um, so there was a series of mistakes, but yeah, I think Dallas was just rattled, man. And, um, two, one's not bad. Like if you had asked me before the game started, we lose to the defending champs two one on their soil and we played halfway decent. I wouldn't be terribly upset because I still think that Dallas needs to make that jump to be at the level of an LAFC. I, I think we still lack chemistry and some cohesiveness, but like, I don't know. This one was we, – we could have walked out with something, and it was really disappointing that we didn't. No, yeah. I mean, it's an, I, I was kind of – I don't know who to pull for. Maybe the tie, right? One and one. That, that would have been probably the better option for me. But LAFC, man, they just got a freaking squad. Like you said, Buongo, man, he's just a hell of a player, dude. What a, what a signing. And who for else – or is that too like near post? No he angle shot on that. the damn shot, shot. and yeah, he just shot it. And like, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just the whole thing's weird. No, I I agree. Um, Ferreira too. I'm not I'm not sure how he played, but he he's got to get going. You know, he he's got to get scoring. I mean, he's our so Ferreira is um, the top goal scorer for FC Dallas right now. I think he needs a little bit of help. I think Velasco has relied on moments of individual brilliance you look at the game against sporting when we got the equalizer i mean that that shot was beautiful um and it's goals like that right he's got a, you know a handful of two goals at the end of the season and uh they've come from like individual moments um but i would say Ariola's talking about oh yeah it that is. dude's cooking bro he really is man i mean i i honestly can't even like like put him down a guy's just he's in there um but i would say man for for dallas i, I think you know Ariola needs to step up, in my opinion. I think he's literally negative one on the year. He's negative one. He has the own goal against the Whitecaps, and he missed a one-on-one -on -one breakaway in that same game and has missed several other opportunities in this early part of the season. He's got a couple assists. That's cool. You know, I respect it. You're a winger. That's kind of your job. You know, get the ball into, into goals to create goal-scoring opportunities. But I just – I want to see more, and especially considering that He's someone that's touted for national team call-ups, right? Everyone was, you know, in my opinion, kind of whining when he didn't get called up to the national team, at least here in Dallas. And I kind of saw Burhalter's point a little bit. I think he's sometimes underwhelming as a player for me. Great speed, great cutting ability, finishing department, very 50-50. I, I, I just want to see more from him. Um, and then you mentioned Ferrer, just to go back to what you what you asked, like what what does he need to do or should he step up? I think he's doing well. I just think he's – I don't know if he needs to, to drop in more and demand more of the ball um, to be the facilitator, the enabler, right, because he technically is 10, and I would say of everyone, you know, him and maybe – Velasco does the same thing. He drops back into those spaces mm -hmm. to try and collect the ball and distribute. So I'd say those two guys are probably our best creative attacking mids, if you want, that are also serving as true forwards and strikers. Um I really want to see what Jesus Jimenez can do too. I would like to see him pair up with Ferreira, maybe Ferreira tucking back into the midfield or whatever the case may be. I don't know that the offense needs to be built around that man hundred percent, but I don't think 
coach Nico has figured out like the, the pieces just yet. I think he's still playing with things and maybe Jimenez is still getting used to the offense. I have no idea, but we've, we've barely seen him. I think he's, he hasn't featured for more than 10 minutes in a game. Yeah. My question is, and, and this game kind of sums up Dallas for me on the season so far is what's kind of the identity of, of, of FC Dallas. It's I've watched the games I don't go away unhappy, but I don't go away excited either. It's just like they're there. You you see that it's like you're waiting for them to take that next step. And and in Ferrer is a prime example of it, you know, Velasco. I, I just I can't explain why they, they just look average. It's just it's probably the best way to, you know, best way to describe it, but you can see the you can see the talent, you can see sparks, but then at other times you're just like it's just not there. Yeah. And 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 Harry, I think you're hundred percent right. This was my gripe of the team last season. Um because remember we finished third in the regular season, right? And <laughs> I thought that it would I thought we would take a jump this season, as I'm sure Austin FC fans did. I thought we would take a jump this season <laughs> and we didn't, right? Like, we're still... Last season, we were very reliant upon individual talent, right? We weren't this, like, cohesive team that could make the ball work and it had this very obvious layer of chemistry. We weren't LAFC. We weren't Austin. It was it was very, very evident. Um, and that was, like, the next jump. I, would, I, I told everyone what separated one and two from the rest of the conference is just that. They have the players and they have the system that brings all of the best, you know, everything out of those players. We we had a, a good we have good individual players. I think the system is still being figured out. So at times we're very pragmatic. I mean the the ball is super direct. You can it almost looks like we're in a counterattacking team. But if you're a counterattacking team, you have to be very efficient with your chances and your opportunities. And we're not that right. In the first five weeks of this season, we're missing so much in terms of that that cutting pass that final touch. Mm -hmm. It's always missing. Like you can see the build-up play, the ideas are there. We lack the execution. And actually, if you go back and you watch, I would say not even the attacking third in our build-up play. If you go watch the first five to fifteen minutes of that game against LAFC, Mayor, you're right. It summed up how we've dealt with opponents and kind of who we are this season. We 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 get rattled even the slightest bit, and we can't make simple passes work. The weight of the pass is off. The direction's off by just this much, mm -hmm. and. That's how far we are away or close, however you want to look at it, from making that jump to be considered a top team in the West. Like right now, we're fifth. And we probably, if, if nothing changes, if we don't figure out how to get the best out of these players, we're probably hovering right around there. Fourth, maybe, yeah. right? Maybe fourth or, or, or fifth. And it's like enough to make playoffs. Maybe we get, maybe we do, do it like last year. We get past Minnesota in that first round. And then someone like Austin FC comes in and knocks us out. It's probably not going to be Austin because no. they're going through their own soap opera. But like, you know, it's it's it, that's how it, it feels right now as an FC Dallas fan, and we're we're still waiting for the for the chemistry to click. Do, does FC Dallas have room to bring in you know Pepe or, or or you know Pepe? Bring him somebody back, bro. That, that can, he's bring not him back. back. I mean, it bring would be him. amazing, but put yourself in Pepe's shoes. Just, just really yeah, quickly. I wouldn't come back. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't come back either. I mean, I wouldn't it, it's, come back. And for a lot of reasons, I mean, ego is one of them. But like, not, for, e not yeah, not even because it's FC Dallas or nothing like that. But just bigger opportunity, you know. Yeah.
I mean, and yeah, at the same time, right, you've already shown that you could at least score in Europe. So, like, from Pepe's perspective, well, I would love to have him back. We all saw what he did against El Salvador after being gone for, like, I don't even know how many minutes. Really quick impact. I would love to have him here, but it would be kind of a step back for where he is in his career. Now, I still what think... would it do to Fiera, though, if you brought back Pepe, though? I would love to see Ferreira take yeah, move, yeah, move, yeah, move him down. I would I would run a 4-2-3-1 the way that we are, but I, I would move him down. So the way that we set up against LAFC, the only reason we have Obreon out there is because Paxton wasn't, you know, he's still dealing with a, a small nagging injury. I think Paxton's crucial um, for us moving forward. That The combination of him and Cerillo, we build up really well with them. I'd move Obreon off. I'd put, you know, Ferreira in that 10 role, Velasco out wide. And ideally you have someone like Pepe who could just easily finish. Um, but I, that's not going to happen. So we have right. we have Jimenez for that reason. I mean, he wasn't the, the most prolific goal scorer at Toronto, but I do think that he offers something a little bit different than Ferreira. I think he's a true, you know, nine. But with that mm-hmm. said, he doesn't defensively press the same way. He doesn't give you the same energy. He doesn't have the same flair on the ball. He probably holds up play better. Um, but I, I, I don't know if that's, like, I don't know if we should give this team a little bit of time or try to correct it right now. I mean, we're 2-1-2. Two, we, we we have seven goals. I would almost argue that defensively we need to figure things out a little bit better. We're, we have six yeah. goals against us. Um, thankfully, we're playing Portland this weekend, um, and they're one of the few teams that's, like, way worse, but defensively anyway. But, like, I, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's difficult to put my finger on where I, I think positionally we should improve. I feel like it's a collective – mindset right now we need to prove in multiple areas across the board to, to make the jump like i said we could be mid or mediocre the whole way through and that's fine a series of back and forth matches i mean we've had to come from behind the last two in a row typical fc dallas <laughs> typical <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and, and to me i don't know if that's coaching or not that that's another thing too is i don't know if it's coaching i think we have great players Nah, but- i think nico nico wants to be good like you know but is he it's just the- is he though that's the thing, right? It's like Izzy. And for, for, for a team <laughs> yeah. with the ambitions that but is it the, is it the culture, though? And, and you know, we'll, I'll give Austin um, props where it is. You go to Austin, it, it's a rabid environment. Yeah. Um, Dallas, you know, they're better than Houston. Uh, and sorry, Sam, I, I know you popped on. Um, hey, so, yeah, Sam, Jose, Jose, Sam, welcome to the show, Sam. <laughs> Sam, so, but to, but to me, you know, there's just something that's that's off with Dallas, and it's and it's just the entire environment. Like the fan base is there, they, it's it's like they're just waiting for something to click, and it's it seems like they've been waiting for what what about a year, two years. This would be the second year when the hunt started really investing money, yeah. but it hasn't it hasn't it hasn't clicked for them and. You know, you know, for Austin FC, you know, like I said, since they've started, you know, you got to give them credit. You know, it's a great environment to go to Q2, um, you know, along those lines, even as a San Antonio fan, you know, you know, you got to give it credit to them. But to me, for Dallas, it's it's I wonder if it's just a cultural type type of thing where they're just it's, you know, like you said, it's it's like they're waiting for something to happen. But what, you know, when and how, when 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 that will be, that's the question. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, I agree. And look, a cultural thing's a really interesting point, right? Because you almost look at like Dallas sports as a whole, and there's that same somewhat complaint 
across multiple with the Mavericks. Know, Mavericks are like that. Um, stars. stars, stars. Well, stars are a little bit more because they've won a little bit. But Rangers, but, right? We've been a two World Series right. in the last like whatever years, and like you know, outside of those years, a lot. Even our own, you know, Josh Hamilton said it himself: not a baseball town, right, or whatever the case may be. So, you know, you look at Dallas sports across the whole, and even when the Cowboys have a game at AT and T Stadium, you can argue sometimes there are more away fans than home fans, and so. And, you know, it's I don't know if it's a cultural thing with this with this town, with the city. I do know that everyone's very aware of when you talk about FC Dallas, they're more known for what they produce in terms of players and development than mm-hmm. they are for being a, a winning team and having a winning culture. Um, and of course, I hope that keeps going. But yeah, I mean, I, I think men- mentally it, it probably has some kind of toll. And I think with <clears throat> guys like Ferreira, who are the leaders, I mean, he's been ingrained into the city. Because his dad was an icon for mm-hmm. FC Dallas for so long, you know, back in the in the, in the twenty, you know, late two thousands, early twenty ten. So, you know, like maybe it's just this feeling like, hey, as long as we're competitive in the West, we're good. As long as we make playoffs consistently, we're good. The money will roll in. People will always point to the fact that oh, we're in Frisco. That's why we don't. We're not tapping into mm-hmm. Dallas's proper fan base. I mean, at the end of the day, all, all of the franchises suffer from this, and I, I don't know if it's, you can point to any one thing. But I do but know we're that we're not talking Frisco ten years ago. If you go yeah. around Frisco now, Frisco's filled in. It's you know, you know, ten years ago, I think maybe you can make that argument. I don't know yeah. if you could really make that argument today. No, definitely not. And so that's what I'm saying. I think people lean on the same arguments, but for me, all I know is we have a hotbed of decently good young talent or talent in their prime. Gotta make gotta make the most of it. Because uh, these guys are gonna go. We're we're gonna do what we always do, we're gonna farm them off to somebody else. That's fine. It's a business. I get it. But we gotta we gotta try to make some things work while we have them. All right. Well, Sam, you there, man? Or no? Sam, I am. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. How you doing, bro? Doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing good. All right, we're gonna get into some Houston Dynamo. Let us know how how it was beating the was that the snooze fest? The snooze, the snooze fest, fest of the game, dude. This was this was a rough game to watch. I'm not gonna uh, just because I had all three games on Monday morning. I had Austin, Dallas, and Houston. Um, I started them all at the same time, and I was just like, so really, all right. Even the what penalty was... hit the post. Sam, was that was that the same same story inside of uh, what is it Shell Stadium now? I didn't go. You didn't go? Oh, damn. What happened? There, there are a lot of orange oh, seats this match. I'm just going to leave it there. Yeah, I think... Uh, probably back to normal, normal ways. No, nah, it's not back to normal ways. The, I know I know a couple of people who were going to go, uh, and they were going to buy the tickets before the match and didn't go because it's a thing. But regardless, I think people are more focused on there was all this hype brought up about, like, the... There was no advertising for the match after. It was more like they probably could have done more to maybe entice people to keep going. To keep going, but it seemed like they put all focus on the home opener. But that's fair. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I had to replay it, but I watched and listened to it live. But I mean, first half. I know Ben Olsen said he wanted to come out just ready like just start off with an explosive star and i i don't think that's no fededa uh no he he came in late in the game so he still didn't start this match 
Yeah, so that that's why he didn't come until the eighty fourth minute too. So late, late yeah. days. Um, but we start with the we have Quinones who gets his first start, and then uh, Brooklyn Reigns, the eighteen year old homegrown, also gets a start for Coco Castilla. And so one of the questions was is uh, when we saw the lineup was. Why isn't Celso Ferreira starting? But obviously, we didn't have an answer for that last game. Uh, they said it was because it was more defensive. They wanted to play more defensive, and Bear drops back more for defense and does more on the defensive side. But it seems like there's a little more going on there than we know. But yeah, uh, for sure, obviously. Uh, yeah, he. There's been like a couple of people speculating. He starts selling all of his houses in uh, Paraguay, so people don't really know what's happening, but. Uh, especially with the news of another attacking attacker coming in, Thor's not getting playing time. There, there's just a lot of questions all over the place, but I, I still think it's too early to worry about anything. Well, I think Houston looked all right. Uh, you know, just to me, it was tough to watch, especially as as a non non fan of Houston. I'm sure if you're a Houston Dynamo fan, it, it was a great game because you guys got a one zero win over New York City and. Um, outside of the New England match, you know, Houston's looked pretty decent, especially if you're comparing to last year. But to me, when I was making my, my cheeky comments, it's just it was there really wasn't a lot to go on in this game. But, you know, it was, you know, it was just it was just one of those games where you kind of sense that both teams were kind of struggling a little bit uh, to 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 do what they want. Now, was that defense or just, you know, both teams just having an off night? Oh, I mean, I mean, I know Bassi had an off night. I saw kind of he didn't really – he wasn't able to do a lot off the ball. And I know that Olsen said he had him doing something different, playing more inside than what he's used to, and had Schmidt playing more back than he's used to. And Schmidt is one of our uh, biggest guys when it comes to chances created. Him and Achache are at our top. So I maybe that had something to do with it. But when I watch the game, it's – it looked like a game, it felt like we dominated the game even if the possession numbers say something different. There's probably one chance New York City FC should have scored, but there was probably two other chances, Brooklyn Reigns, and I think it was the 23rd minute. Uh, Bossy intercepts a kickoff basically from the goalkeeper, and it just lands to look at Brooklyn Reigns at the top of the box, and he just has the chance. He has an open net right in front of him, and he just misses. And so that was one of the chances where it just maybe it could have been one over there. And then you had to bear hit the top right and bottom right uh, post. So it, it wasn't a match that could have easily been 3-0. But I think it goes back to what you're saying, Harry, that it looked like we were struggling to – both teams were struggling to get something together. Both teams combined for three shots on target. That tells you how this game went. <laughs> Yeah. So what's up with uh, Ache Ache? He retired or what? He's retired from the L3? No, he hasn't. He hasn't. <laughs> he should. Nah, nah. <laughs> he should. How many, how, 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 mean, how, how many goals would you has, Romo has Houston scored? What'd you say? Would you rather Luis Romo or Ache Ache playing? Bro, I'd rather have somebody below 30 playing for, for my selection. If I'm just saying. I don't know what Coco thinks about that. I don't know. But I, I ain't it no more, bro, for Mexico. Just saying. 
<laughs> yeah, Maybe for Dynamo. Yeah, for Dynamo. Yeah, for Dynamo, you know. But, man. I, I was wondering what's up with his call-up. I don't think, the, you know, I think he's done, bro. So. Yeah. We'll see. All right, so any more Dynamo? Anything else on the Dynamo? What, 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 who do y'all play this next coming up weekend? Y'all have – oh, oh, Santa y'all going Day. home. Y'all going home. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are going home. <laughs> San Jose. <laughs> Maybe you should leave those trophies there with them while you're there. Uh, I'll pass up there. All right, so what are your expectations for that match? This uh, What is it, Saturday at 730? I honestly yes. thought, I, I thought everyone no, was off this 930. week. Oh, 930. 930. Oh, yeah. West Coast, West Coast. 730 yeah, West so, Coast, yeah. Yeah, so there was a lot. Of, I know we were talking about Seva earlier. I think Seva Spadeda, again, like I said last week, should get a start. He has three goals in, two ma- in his last two matches versus San Jose. He scored twice at the home um, home game and scored once at the uh, away game to kind of bring back a comeback. We scored like three minutes later and make it 2-1. It's... It just one of those things is, like I said earlier, is there a problem there and is that going to affect something? But I think if you put Sebas in, you put whoever comes in. I know Franco may or may not be ready because he went to uh, Paraguay because his uh, wife gave birth and it took him longer to get back than expected. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know that there's just a lot of questions going to start on the wing. I mean, you still have Basi, who's probably going to start right wing. He has two goals two matches um and so i think you see Sebas fededa finally get a start i think maybe cory baird gets moved out to the wing but that's one of the main questions are you going to put in someone who's had success versus a team or are you just gonna stay with what's working so uh that's one of the questions and then the midfield comes into play the midfield's locked up uh the real they locked up santi rodriguez last week and i think what? Another question. What? <laughs> okay, go ahead. My bad. No, I'm just saying each game. Each I know. They, locked, they so, did lock him down, man. I, I don't know. It's comedy. No, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. It's so now now this week they're going against uh, Cristina Espinosa, who has 49 chances created in the last four games. And then uh, going against uh, Jaime Montero. So, obviously, there's – this time it looks like there's going to be more. They they have three options in midfield that can all punch the Dynamo real quick. And we saw, especially with Jeremy Ubiosi at top, that was one of the reasons that the game at home last season was so tight. Um, three of those goals, all three of the goals they scored against us came off of mistakes. Uh, so I think we can pull out a win, but it's a, it's a matter if our defense is still able to even if they let in a goal or not, it's how they will respond. Yeah, so currently San Jose sits in seventh, I mean, uh, yeah, seventh place with seven points. Uh, right below that, sixth place, Austin FC, fifth place, Dallas with seven. All three have seven, and then Houston has six. So, you know, that could all change this weekend. Y'all could push uh, Austin FC down a little bit, which I'm sure y'all would enjoy, right? Whoever wins that San Jose-Houston match, I don't know, man. San Jose, they got Cade Cal. Cade Cal, he's pretty good, good player, right? So, um, uh, it's it's gonna be a good match. 
we'll, we'll see how Houston's defense. I feel like is pretty locked down this year, so can't can't beat a good defense, right? Well, yeah, it, it's it's the matter of dropping points, which is the problem. Is if our defense plays well, we can't we can't rely on them every night to play well, and even if you do rely on them, you still have to win a game. And the final third isn't still producing how it probably should be or how effective it should be, especially how we saw last game. Yeah, sure. I was gonna. I was gonna ask Sam. I mean, like, um, maybe we could run the stats on this. Like, I don't know how many goals Dynamo has scored this season. I think it's maybe four or five, something like that. <laughs> four. Okay, Harry's got it. So, how many of those are PKs? Uh, two. Yeah. The goals need to come. Yeah, that yeah. that's one of the main things, and I think I think maybe you can give them last week off because you have Coco, who's with Achaches in the top twenty of. Uh, office and offensive chances created but there is a question about I know people were getting mad at Coco because they felt like he's been trying to do too much or maybe it's just Ben Olsen expects too much out of him but it feels like those chances he was getting last uh, year aren't like coming the same way and so we're not having to rely on those wings and wingbacks and there just hasn't been as much there hasn't been as much final – the final passes and final touches haven't been there, but it's the idea. And I think early on that's what matters. But in the next two or three games, I think if you don't see everything start starting to connect, I think there has to be some questions. For sure, man. Well, good luck to you uh, on your homecoming this weekend. Uh, <laughs> you know. Well, nah, I think it's nah. time that everybody's tuned in for um, the days of Austin or young in the Austin. Uh, the days of our lives. Mm. The soap opera that is Austin FC. Yeah, talking about hey. goals. You're, you're talking about the goals, man. Six goals this season for Austin FC. That, that's, man, that is so poor. And we've had seven goals scored against us. I was watching. This is uh, this is just MLS, by the way. We're we're not counting the the three zero victory down. <laughs> oh, I mean loss down in in Dominican Republic. You know. Yeah, we're yeah we're not. This is an MLS show, <laughs> Harry. All right, so we're not talking San Antonio FC here either. All right, guy. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, anyways. Right. So yeah, so let's not... get the depressing side over here. So um, yeah, man. Um, sixth place, Austin FC, man. We're, I don't even know where to start, man. I mean, we can't score goals either. Our our center back situation with Ring and Lima as center backs, that's that is crazy. You have no real center backs in the lineup nowhere. Uh, uh Kip Keller gets demoted, demoted to Austin FC too. I don't care what anybody calls it, but that's a demotion. You know, that's a well, I mean, what do you like seriously, guys? Yes or no? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I would. I mean, yeah, I would agree. It has to be. I, yeah. Yeah. I, if I could, I could see if if Austin had depth. If they had quality depth, no injuries, there was no issues. You got Alex freaking Ring, your wannabe DP, as a center back. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, and to me. And I say this being a USL guy, blowing them out. Don't, don't. Yeah, with your, your take two, was... 
loan them out to a USL championship team, even if it's just a short-term loan, you know, three, four games, get them some minutes, build them some confidence in a league that's going to challenge them. And Mm -hmm. and sorry, Dynamo Dose and Sam, you know, MLS Next Pro is great for the young kids, but to me, to me, you're doing a disservice. You're doing a disservice to them. And, you know, I'm not an Austin FC fan, but I feel bad for the kid because I don't, I don't, yeah, think, I don't think the team's doing right for him. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah. mean, he played well. He played well. We we beat the the Dyna Dose on uh, on Friday. Yeah, Friday. That, that's that's the moral victory this week. That that's that's the victory. Of that's the, our highlight that's... of the season. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, you hey, guys made Colorado look like they were prime LAFC. I mean, we could probably I run mean, off the stats, Harry, couldn't we? I mean, the shots yeah, ratio is pretty bad by itself. Pull, pull it up, Harry. Pull it up for me. Uh, Alvaro, he says, man passed his way straight into Austin FC, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you like that, yeah. Kip Keller, I love you, my boy. I, that's everyone else throwing shade. Nah, I'm playing, man. No, seriously. <laughs> That that's unfortunate that, that happened to you, bro. But hey, bounce back, bounce back, pick your head up, you know, and bounce back, man. He had a good game. He started that night. He looked happy, bro. He was with the team celebrating, doing things like he would do with the first team. So he wasn't sitting there acting like he was like all better than everybody, you know, which was very humbling to see. Like I I, I love that kind of stuff, man. So uh shout out to to Kit. But yeah, we, we start this game, man, with uh Nick Lima and Alex Ring, bro. I don't care what everyone was saying too. Alex Ring to me had a poor game. Poor game, bro. But uh let's see. Let me just throw one more up there. They should have kept Kip with the main team and make him gain his swagger back, especially since we didn't have any center backs. That's true. I agree with that. I mean, what are we doing now with the no center back options? Uh Tarek. I, I just don't understand what Woof is thinking. Why why not play them? Like I, I understand that they, they messed up and they had mistakes and, and it is what it is though. I don't see how you take you make them gain confidence by demoting them and not playing them and, and just taking them out of the lineup like internal like just doesn't make no sense. Go go ahead, Harry. I see you got you you pointing at me. To me, yeah, they had two big mistakes, you know, as far as for the center backs. But what about Zardes? What about, you know, Ragoni up top? It's we'll get into it. They may not be making the glaring mistakes, but they're but but they're not helping the team like they're being paid to do. It just it it to to me I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And, and, and I'm not a wolf, was wolf out guy start. yet, but there's a lot of issues with Coach Wolf that last year kind of mask because year year one, you know, I think it was what thirty percent you'd say probably wanted Wolf out after the first year, um, conservatively. I would say a little bit more you know, actually. Year two, it kind of masked because you know winning covers everything. But there were still those signs there with the substitutions patterns, with how he well how he rotated rotated lineups and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was always <laughs> position for position. It was never, you know, tactic for tactic. Yeah, just I, I, I just just you know, I, I I hate to say it, but maybe you know 
this bye week is either going to be at the perfect time for Austin FC if 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 there's not locker room issues and they can kind of you know pull their head out of the ass and start to work together. But if there is locker room issues, having this week off, you know, we're gonna find out what Austin FC looks looks like when they come back from this bye week. You know, and, it'll be and very interesting. Yeah, it's it's a good point that you bring that up. The locker room, I, I think there's something there going on too. Unlike Sam, I know it's very clear. I'm not going to play dumb and act like it's not. I mean, you got Fagundes sitting on the bench. You got uh, Zardes starting still. You know, it just makes no – you got Will Bruin. Will Bruin coming on instead of Maxi. When, whenever Maxie's a more creative player. Coming down to – you're talking about – you bring up Rigoni, right? They got Rigoni playing on the right wing, Correct. You got John Gallagher on here. You got John Gallagher playing behind him. Okay. So Gallagher is playing essentially right back, right winger. The whole entire game, I sat on the side of like Captain Morgan's side. So, uh, what was that? The east side, the east side of the stadium. So I was on the first half, I was watching Rigoni and, and Gallagher. Dude, it was like Gallagher was playing right wing and, and Rigoni was playing right back. The in, almost the entire match, and it's like, what are you doing? You're going like, like push up, bro. Like push up. I, I just, I, and I don't know if I had just been missing it every game, but this game, watching it from that side, it was, it, it was clear, clear as day, and I don't understand it. And then you see no midfield. You see Driussi being free, right? But whenever he runs free, no one covers his space in the midfield. Like no one. You got. Valencia, that's a defensive holdup player. You got a Pereira that is supposed to be a six. That is it, his mindset is a six. He has Ring in front of him, right? So Ring is is the freed up player. Uh, Pereira is only going to take his his run if he sees the space. He doesn't force things, which is a good. Uh, you, you want that from your six. You want them to be, you know, uh, I, I can't home. even think of. Yeah, you know, you want them, to, yeah, to to do what their job is to do, but whenever you have no midfield at all, and that's how we were able to create so many goals last, last year, last season, you, you were, to, we would pull in the center backs, we would go out wide and we would just cut, you know, put a low cross into the middle again. And, and there would, you would be, a, even if it wasn't a striker, it would be somebody there crashing in. Most of the time, Driussi, right? Driussi cleaning up his pass that he just put out, but you're not seeing that at all this season. And, and it's, I, I don't get it. There's something, this system is failing right now, and Wolf is not adjusting, and w- and we're not playing the players that can really get this system down. I like the Finlay, I like the Maxi, I like the Fagundes, I like the Driussi. Like, why not put a lineup from last season? I, I don't even know if we've seen that lineup. We we've tried to force Rigoni into this lineup, and Rigoni's just not the guy for this system right now. It's not working out. He needs to be benched. It's it's frustrating, bro. It is extremely frustrating right now in Austin. The tie feels like a loss. Any tie right now, especially at Key 2, playing last place, even the supporter section didn't sound as loud. And somebody made that comment on uh, We Are Austin. Uh, but, but, well, I was there. On TV, they, on TV they sounded. sounded yeah, well, good. I was there. Uh, I was there. There was there was points where I was like, like, it sounds quiet. And you can see flags not waving sometimes, like, you you see 
the likes of like LAFC with the 3252 and that place like is like I don't know bro like I'm not even trying to talk down on on, on my section because that's part of me too you know what I mean but we we definitely do got to step that up too like but anyways back to the field right uh Rigoni bench gotta hit the bench Fagundes why why is he on the bench uh it I don't I don't see how he's not fit. I mean, isn't he the one that uh, coach was like, "Well, we gave him money because we fourth highest uh, paid player, one of the fourth. We felt bad, basically, or you know, he did well, or he did it out of goodwill. Not giving him credit, but (laughs) yeah, they did it out of goodwill. They gave him goodwill. uh, Yeah, new contract out of goodwill. See, yeah, look, that's weird. Alvaro, look, I saw Alvaro. Alvaro, I saw me. Me and this dude went to high school together. Shout out, appreciate you always, you know, showing love. But he, I, he was, you know, a section over from me. I was one thirty one, and it, it just it didn't sound the same, bro. But that midfield, bro, is like non-existent right now. It's not there, man. And I feel like if it were, if well, the reason why it's not there is because they're having to cover so much in the back. We know why it's not there. When you don't have any center back, no confidence, you know, in, in the middle of the defense, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't open but, up but, the gap. But what I'm much. saying you saw is how that, much that they did against Colorado. Even, and, look, Harry, I, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that there's not even a body in in the midfield to receive a pass to even get out of. Like, if you're on the right side. That's it. You got to get out of pressure on the right side. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, there's no going to the middle like right now. I feel like and, they lack and, the understanding of the system they're running, right? Don't you feel like that when you watch them play? Like I, I see it a lot with the center backs, but the center backs have their own issues kind of going on right now. But don't you feel like, like when I watched Ragoni play, you mentioned earlier, RB, that he, he drops back too much. And I think mm-hmm. part of the system when they break out into a counter is that if the, if the, the, the wing back is past him that he has to kind of come right back and cover space. no but it's not even there was these were build-up plays like these yeah. weren't even counters or nothing like this was every single play like mm-hmm. and and then Driussi and Rigoni I saw Driussi a few times like telling Rigoni like like dude like you're pretty much in my position where you're my my space like you're like like they were bumping heads like ah it's just not they look, right they, now, they look lost in the system bro that's what i'm saying it's i don't know clicking. what it, i don't know what it is i don't know if you know wolf should go back to tactics from last season because with with a minimal forward line like you, you would argue this forward line that you have prior to the season starting miles ahead of what you guys had last season and mm-hmm. um in terms of finishing ability and not only are the individual playmakers just not there like out of this i i <laughs> I've never been high on him. I've never rated him that highly. I mean, even when he was with hell Columbus, U.S. Men's National Team, you name. It. I've never really thought that highly of Zard. I think he was a good athlete. I just didn't think he was a clinical finisher. He's lucky. Yeah, yeah. It's just he works really hard, right? Like even back to like the Klinsman era days. Like I just never thought he was like he wouldn't. He wasn't a striker that instilled a lot of confidence. Um, but past mm-hmm. that, past the fact that other guys, Rigoni can't even hit a shot on target or like whatever the case may be, can't get into positions right. It, the, the, the team just feels like they don't know what they're supposed to do situationally. When the ball is somewhere, it's like they're trying to guess what the coach wants them to do because they don't know where to be. They don't know, okay, in this situation, I know I have to be here or I have to play the ball here or look for this guy. It's like they're trying to make it up as they go along. And I, I don't know. Bro. I mean, you, you, I, I saw this, you know, the stats. It's kind of Harry's pulling them up. 
making Colorado look like, like I said before, prime LAFC, twice as many shots as you mm-hmm. guys had, twice more than twice as many on target. Eight, 17 eight on target. It's crazy. Like, like Three. Colorado should have won. They, they, the Rapids should have won. They, they actually should be upset that they, that they lost. Stuver saved our ass, bro. He, he. If it wasn't for Stuver, this game could have been four one, five one, dude. Like easily. And then Redis, Redis, bro, Redis could have won the game for us in, in like the eighty something minute. Like he is so ass, dude. Like man, gosh. <laughs> Dude, he plays once every, what, 10, 15 years, and then you get on his ass? Come on, man. Um, but here, here's a question for you. On this bye week, what do you want to see from, you know, from, from Austin FC? I mean, <laughs> I mean, what? what? Your reaction says everything, I, I, my friend. I, I, don't, I don't know. I I want to see too many places uh, to start. You can't you can't solve Al- all the problems Alexand- at once. Yeah, I want to see Alexander, <laughs> the new center back. I would love to see him in one of the hype videos. I would love to see him, you know, or or get word that he's gonna be at the Fairmont or whatever, like ASAP. That's that's one number one. But they're number not talking two, about him till what Aprilish, right? I think right. Uh, and we only got him until the what end of June. End of Something June, like that. and they're talking about end of April for him to come come through after he clears that, paperwork. Right? That's whenever Cascante is supposed to be back, you know. And then we got to get him into game shape. So, dude, I mean this this break is is just giving us another little bit more, you know, time to just cover up what's going on here, man. The center back situation is 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 bad, right? Then we need like like you know Alvaro says. Zardes, we're going on the bench. Agree, you know, you got to do that for a game or two. You know, light a fire on, under their their, their butts because these aren't these aren't kids, man. These these aren't youngsters. You know, they it, that's what you got to do. And I saw on the top flight they were talking about like like what do you do? You know, yeah, you you do rotate them. You know, you you put the next player that's in line and and bench your Zardes. You bench your Will Bruin, or you bench your Maxi. You know you don't have a favorite. You play who is playing well, and you bench. To me, you bench the guy that isn't playing well, who isn't performing. And Zardes, as many opportunities as he's had in front of Cole to just put something on it. That's all he has to do is just put put a toenail on the damn thing, you know. And can't even do that, bro. He so, must train really well, bro. He really must like he must train better than most forwards because this is not the first yeah. coach that has put him in like this and, and really showed loyalty to him. I I, I don't know. He he, he must turn size. up in training every week, he, bro. Well, he has size, you know. He he has the way he talks to people, you know. I I think it has a lot to do with that. And then him and Josh Wolf have a relationship. So you know so, who you guys get after the break, right? LAFC. LAFC is uh, next week. Yeah, away. Yeah, at the bank. So then you get Vancouver, then you go back to LA and Facebook, you know, the Galaxy. Yeah, and, Galaxy. Vancouver, and Vancouver's no slouch either. I mean, you know, they 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 you know they gave Dallas a run. And so I, I don't know, man. I, I personally, if we had to talk about just going around the table, like what we think Austin needs to change, I think it's more than personnel. I think mentality has to shift. I think it has to come from the old guard of last season. I think that they know what it means to play in front of that crowd, what it means to get that crowd excited for games. Um, to to play for the badge, truly. These new guys, while they may be technically more talented on paper or whatever the case may be, 
you gotta you gotta you know get the ROI on them right. You, you paid a certain price tag for these guys. I don't care. Like some something has to change, and like 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 the, obviously you you rotate personnel, but I, I'm thinking it's deeper than that. I think certain guys don't know what the hell they're doing on the pitch. They don't know what they're supposed to be doing. They're trying to guess. Well, it's an organization issue as well because you still got Reina technically there, right? Yeah. This would be a good time to make that decision, saying, "Okay, hey, you've got you know you've got." I think most everybody agrees he's got to go. Yeah. Just make yeah get something positive. Get something positive for Austin FC saying, okay, you know, and, and you know, having him there, having that still there, it's like a dark cloud that's just over the franchise right now. I hate to say it, but and to me that that at least changes something. Um, you know, is he the one that's bringing in all the players as well? Which, uh, from my understanding, he's a huge part of that. And you're, you know, how many, how many of these players have you complained about that's coming in that hasn't really produced your DPs or your young are called that's supposed to be splashes. You've really only hit on one, right? Mm, yep. Yeah, exactly. So the draft you've done well, the draft, you know, Austin FC is killed, but as far as like DPs we'll and, you know, you know, along those lines, but CJ, to me, CJ Fodre. To me, that's an easy one to, it's an easy one to kind of, that's a softball, you know, at least it does, it it changes the dynamic, at least on a franchise level, where maybe, maybe you can get, get rid of that dark cloud of the rain cloud that that's still hovers. And these bye weeks are for that, right? Like these, this is the time, right? Just like when you think about other club soccer internationally, the international break is when changes like this happen. I think that this is the time you, you know, take a little bit of a break reset legitimately and start thinking about some higher level macro changes that affect the broader work. Yeah, no, definitely. So I, it's, uh, thanks for the advice guys. Appreciate it. So uh, looking at the league, uh, I knew you guys I'm sure fans. everybody had St. Louis F. Um, St. Louis. Um, oh God. You can't, the you West. cannot overlook that shit right there. Like, but talk about St. honeymoon Louis. period. Talk goals, about honeymoon four period allowed. though. I mean, yes, yes, the stats are crazy, <laughs> but like, this is honestly—is is this not one of the hottest starts? Like, ever. maybe probably ever, right? Like, how yeah. sustainable is this, dude? I mean, oh, they I could be the Arsenal. They but... could be Arsenal of 04, or was it? Oh, no. The Invincibles, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first MLS Invincibles. Hell yeah! Could you imagine? But, yeah. but I think a lot of people underestimated St. Louis's build. We forget that they had kind of a, you know, the the St. Louis FC or not St. Louis St. Louis City, sorry, USL, um, using that MLS Next Pro. They had a lot of these players that came in that built that system with the coaching staff. So they're not like your typical expansion franchise. They they have a tough system. It's very defensive oriented. Um, I think you got to consider them a, a playoff contender. Now, I don't think the playoffs, but I, I think it, as far as you don't think they'll make the overall playoffs? talent. No, I think they'll make the playoffs at this oh, point. I don't okay. think they'll go far. Okay, okay. Yeah. they're going to hit a losing streak. They've mm-hmm. had how I think uh, you know my buddy Stewart from you know from uh, you know city there. He said, <laughs> hey, they're going to start know, making these keep doubting us shirts if you keep talking that mess. <laughs> well, we keep passing the damn ball for them to have easy scoring opportunities. So, 
Yeah, yeah that too. Just, they've had what four or five of them. I think I won almost each game. Just with the pressure that they put, you know, team, teams teams have made a mistake, and and the Austin FC is being a little bit harsh on Kip. Mm. Is yeah, I, I can if... see if Kip was the only one that did it, but St. Louis has shown they have a habit. A habit of pressuring teams to make mistakes, and you know, you know what probably uh, happened for their... is probably uh, those those uh, aliens from Space Jam. They probably came and took all the the superpowers of of these soccer players and made them do these bad passes. That's how down bad Austin FC fans are right now. This is the shit that's coming out. Right? It's just like they're they're legitimately like, all right, th- this is what we've come to. We're 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 spinning up alien stories. I love it, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the other players are on their, their second team now. <laughs> but uh, Seattle second, uh, LAF. I'm just moving on, man. LAFC, uh, <laughs> Mini United, uh, Dallas, Austin, San Jose are the seven playoffs. Houston's in a play-in uh, with Portland and then Salt Lake, Vancouver, Galaxy at uh, at uh, 12th place with uh, three draws, one win. Scoring Kansas City. Um, they're, you know, the, that, that was a horrible oh. thing on my side thinking they would make the playoffs. Putting me to sleep, um, Harry, with this with your Kansas City pick, dude. You had them in second place, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, yeah, I was just like, oh, crap. I, yeah, I'm going to ride with them. <laughs> and then Colorado, mm. uh, eight goals allowed, but only one to uh, – to, uh, Austin and two goals allowed. So thank you for letting uh, the Rapids pick up their second point and their second goal uh, for that here. But out West, everything's kind of jumbled. I'm more scared of Seattle than St. Louis. Oh, yeah. LAFC, yeah. Yeah, I'm more scared of Seattle um, and LAFC than than I am St. Louis. I think St. Louis will hit a point where – they got to figure it out. Uh, this is like the very much the honeymoon phase. Jordan Morris is but, finally becoming something, which is interesting. Um, but the thing for City, they've already got an eight point gap on Dallas and Austin. Yeah. So they could lose three games and if, and still be above you. You know, depending on, depending on how how your guys' results go. So yeah, that that's that's the thing for St. Louis City. Is there st- they built a gap now? Yeah, so that gap, that gap cushions. Yeah, that gap. Yeah, it's that. That's you know, that's that's the thing you got to worry about with them is if they if they hit a streak, how long? Number one, how long is that streak? And number two, you know, right now Dallas hasn't shown that they can be consistent. Austin sure as hell hasn't shown that they can be consistent. And Houston, while they're better still are to me uh, you know a step or two below Dallas and Austin you know talking about the the Texas teams yeah i think um just to kind of you know bring another point to that i think i think Dallas has the highest ceiling right now um i think i think with the new without question yeah with with with, with the new players that we have on the roster and trying to figure out i think once this team kind of figures out how to get certain things done we'll be an interesting team i'm not going to say we're going to be a devastating team cuz i don't really know i think on paper, Austin should have been that this season, and they're not. They're miles below it. Um, 
No, I don't know. I wouldn't say miles. You're bro. miles below it, bro. You got you got eliminated by miles. basically you got eliminated. You got cut calf <laughs> by basically a CCL or a, a semi-pro CCL team, bro. We're not we're not gonna talk about that right now. But yeah, but that's not miles. Okay? That's miles compared to what say, you guys were would, last. I would season, say feet. I would say feet. But and, yeah. <laughs> and going back to to St. Louis, I think back to like LAFC last season, the gap they had. And like how quickly that gap closed, right? And of course, they were moving mm, players yeah. out. They were bringing players in. Trindolo had to figure out how to get that done. I just think there's going to be a time midway through the year, maybe closer to the summer, where the Texas teams can start to bridge that gap and close uh, the gap on the top two teams. But I, 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 I cannot do nothing but commend St. Louis because they've started mm-hmm. in the most epic way possible. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. Sheesh. All right, man. Well, I'm done with uh, Austin FC. We got to buy. We got to buy a week this week. So thank God. Um, we got Austin FC too, but we'll. <laughs> I would say one. Even your buddy ago. said I would say Sadly. one mile. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> He's got a high bar for your team. You guys aren't meeting it right now, bro. That's yeah, shit, same, bro. We're we're all upset over here in Austin. You know this this. We got to hold the standard high, but let's get into some USL. You know what I'm saying. That that hairy talk that uh <laughs> that uh RGV so we'll, we'll, so some RGV we'll month start with RGV um three home matches three points three one one uh I know Edson with down in the valley um tomorrow night uh, will be an interesting show uh, to see that's a, that's a pretty good pretty good name for a podcast down in the valley. <laughs> yeah, Edson's done a pretty good job, but Edson and Jacob, uh, they do a great job uh, for that here covering the Toros. Uh, really, the only ones that do um, outside of Ray and, and South Texas Border Sports. But uh, um, RGV, they don't, you know, there's just something about them this year where, you know, just something's off. They aren't gelling. They're running thin on injuries like San Antonio. Um, you know, for that, they don't have a lot of depth. Uh, they are playing tough teams, but to only get three points at home out of three games has to be a worrying sign uh, for that here. Moving out west uh, to uh, West Texas, El Paso got their first El Paso. W. EPL. In a, in a shocking way uh, because Louisville City – Prior to this match was undefeated. El Paso was 0-3, and Louisville played San Antonio in the Western or pardon me, USL Championship last year. They're one of the uh, elites, elites of of USL, and El Paso dominated this match. Uh, well, it know, goes to show that you beat a nobody last year for the championship. So, okay. how does that feel? How does that? Well, feel we beat like Austin it? FC too, but they're nobody as well as we can see. So. Uh, they were, they were there, that. RB. They were there. I, w- I wouldn't say that. I mean, it's an MLS club, but all right, bro. My bad. <laughs> but all right. So, look, no, but honestly, that is a shock, though. Louisville going it, down. It's a it. huge shocker. Yeah, nobody that, that had. Shock. No. Nobody no, had no. El Paso go in there. I had concerns because after this, they play Friday night in Tulsa. Um, and then they play in Open Cup next Tuesday, right? The fourth is next Tuesday, I think so. Next Tuesday, Wednesday yeah. in mm-hmm. Omaha. So, you know, I made the comment to Seriously Loco, who who covers them and, you know, was 
uh, hey, this could be a long <laughs> start, 0-4, 0-5. Uh, but no, they, they got the W. looks convincing. Yeah. Um, Yuma uh, is got his hundredth appearance uh, for you know for the team. Oh, for El Paso, it's a good win uh, for that here. For San Antonio, it's a good win because San Antonio will win as well over um, Colorado Springs in a rematch of the Western Conference Finals for USL Championship. Uh, a late goal by Moabu. In the 83rd of minutes, and the game ended on a PK safe. Uh, they called a PK uh, what, 95, Saw that. 95th minute. Uh, and Jordan, Jordan Farr, Farr the uh, I still is I still don't understand why an MLS team hasn't picked him up. I don't understand that. I don't need it as a San Antonio fan. Yeah, but he no, probably make so. better passes than Martin Paz. So. Uh, okay. All right, bro. No, you no, talking about the guy no, who no, saved no. back-to-back penalties against Sporting Kansas City two weeks ago? No, I said I said passes. I didn't. Oh, say anything okay, about okay, saving. okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. I was about to say, bro, we're not having that conversation. <laughs> nah, <right>. nah, <laughs> nah. Paz is good, good keeper. He's a good keeper. Yeah. So uh, you guys got Monterrey Bay uh, this weekend? Uh, Monterrey Bay nine. What nine o'clock? 9 p.m. Uh, for that here. Uh, so you can't move the, the clicker to the USL one, buddy? Who? Come on, man. You. What do you mean? Oh, I see. Yeah, there I you did, go. you know, equal opportunity show here. We did the Dynamo one and, you know, uh, up there first since, you know, they were the best team this week. Hey, it's all right. Month. Hey, we, we snooze, we lose. It's all right. We It happens. So. Yeah. <laughs> so it happens. But no. You should have had your so cat stay- in the back do it. Mr. Snuggles, he's talking shit to you, man. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so, you got anything else here oh, from USL? Yeah, we're in first place. Nobody else can say that, right? Out of any of us? No. Uh, we got place. seven points. Uh, yeah, first place. Uh, we're the best three, Texas uh, team. That accounts for everything. You're in second place, buddy. Look at this. USL standing. San Antonio, number oh, one. Oh, no, man. Look at that. I, I, can you see that? No. But, no, but you can see the USL. It shows you second right place. Here. I don't know. I don't know, bro. I'm going by the official league schedule, my friend. Okay. Now in two yeah. weeks, two weeks, Sacramento comes to town. So. But, but oh, that'd be good. Yeah. It'll be a red real. out. So uh, San Antonio FC is wearing the red home kit, a uh, red kit there uh, for home. So they're calling a red out. Uh, so uh, you know for. for First, second place, tied for first, however you want to do it, seven points. Uh, San Diego Loyal lost to Sacramento this week at six points. Monterey Bay is one win, one draw, uh, one, they're in fourth. Switchbacks uh, in fifth. El pa- uh, New Mexico United still only played one game. Uh, they're, you know, with three points. El Paso went from last place to seventh place uh, with three points, and then uh, rounding out the playoff there would be RGV with three points with three draws. So still very, Impressive. very early week four, week four for USL. So that, you know, still, still early, still lots of work to do. Open cup starts next week. Uh, I know San Antonio has club Delon, uh, from Nisa who nobody knows about. They kick off though, Friday night against LA force who, if you check out their website has no players listed. Wow. No way to buy tickets. That's Nisa. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
So well, I'll, give ML, I'll give MLS next plus uh, or next pro credit. At least you can find a, a roster list of the rosters. You can find a way to buy tickets with NISA. You know, yeah, you know their schedule so, before MLS next pro, but you know, for some teams, you tickets. You don't know if they got a roster or not. So. Yeah, well, so shit, good luck. Do, but, uh, good luck. Hopefully, lower... y'all can win that one. <laughs> Get things in the next round. X Pro, did you guys see uh, I Stone from North Texas SC make that uh, that game winning save, the PK save against LAFC too? I didn't see that. Mm-mm. No, man, it was awesome. Uh, you got to tag us in that kind of stuff, man. Sixteen year old keeper makes the game winning pk save against lafc to do what our our first team couldn't do I'm, I'm i'm cool with that yeah i mean what else do you want from me did team? you guys did you guys check out any of the mls next pro on apple plus a little bit yeah i i watched a little bit i, of I watched austin it, houston it, on it it's it's a lot compared to last year it's night and day now i still don't understand why all the games aren't on there and i saw some were on uh youtube for that here so and the ones on youtube didn't seem to be as nice uh for for that here i'll have to kind of you'll gauge that a little bit not that i'm i'm watching every mls next plus uh, next program right. by any means. yeah but <laughs> to me plenty least, of them plenty of them compared to last year if you wanted to go and watch it at least there's an avenue to be able to do so without watching it live like because i think last year the only way you could watch it was off of the mls uh you know next pro uh website so they have, you know, I'll give MLS credit. They have done a lot of, of credit here. So one final question here for you guys. And, and both of you, if Messi comes to the United States, there's the report that oh, yeah. teams will have to all pitch in to cover that. Bro, send his ass back to foul. Barcelona. Okay, bro. <laughs> That's RB's. Your ball knowledge ticker's going way down, brother. Okay, look, uh, bro. You you really you you want him to uh, have a game with each team for the season or what? It won't be with each team, bro. You got to think about it from a business. That's the only way it's gonna work, dude. Oh man, look, look. You got to remember. Go for it. How much? How much is each team gonna benefit from someone that big being in the league? I'll play devil's advocate here. I I don't think it's a good move, but I remember when Clint Dempsey moved to the MLS in '09, and the league paid for it. Right, it wasn't every team chipping in to like bring him here, but the league paid for it because they understood that having the biggest name in U.S. soccer playing on you know in MLS and on American soil at that time was just going to take MLS to the next level, and and every team benefits from having Clint Dempsey line up against them. Every team benefits from it. I don't know who gets Messi in that raffle, right? Probably Inter Miami, but if the if every team had to chip in, there's some real business to be had. Uh, you think about how much you could charge at a premium for Messi coming to your town and 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 playing, bro. I mean, you, I think we've all seen the videos of him watch, just trying to have a meal in Argentina. It's, I mean, the guy's literally mauled by people. I, I can only imagine if you got a chance to visit every every stadium, every town in this country for an MLS season. I mean, it'd be it'd be mad. Not that you'd do this, RB, but I bet you could get. I bet you would be able to sell your tickets for to cover your price of, of tickets if Messi came. Messi came. That I understand is, is is from there. I just think because I know Dempsey's a great point that was brought up, but that was what ten years ago. To yeah. me, the league is in a much better position, and you would hope that it's in a much better position to where the league doesn't have to necessarily cover it. I understand it's a single entity, and technically MLS pays for all the salaries to begin with, 
but if if you're trying to be hey a top four top five top six top seven league in the world to me it's a bad look um but uh, from, you know, from mls from mls's perspective you know there's there's san antonio fans that have swore they'll never step into into q2 stadium but if messi comes they would seriously think about doing that just because it's messy and i think that says everything yeah, I mean, from the business and money standpoint, I, I get it, yes. But like Harry said, too, you know, to grow it and all that, like, I don't – I mean, for a year or two, you know, and then once, you know, the buzz of Messi goes away, then it's kind of just back to it, you know. Like, you watch some of these MLS games and they're nowhere near what – you know, just because Messi's playing for the club doesn't mean that the – caliber of soccer is all of a sudden going to be so much better and people are just going to be so attracted to it you know what i mean so it's i don't know bro well, at a minimum seen hector herrera in houston it 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 spiced them up for a little bit and, and you could argue he's probably their best player so far year to date he has created a lot of opportunities for houston i will mm-hmm. say that like he he actually even at his age he's like stepping up but yeah. you don't think that like for a year or two if messi was here you don't think that people who have never once set eye on MLS would notice and start watching and even possibly. just check it out? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I think, yeah. right? Is like how many fresh eyes do we get on this league? It's the same reason we did the Apple mm-hmm. TV deal. I think if we did the Apple it would TV be a lot. deal. It would be a lot of fresh eyes for sure. Yeah. We, we should it's be not open only to that, that, the media coverage that comes with Messi yeah, right. gets yeah. amplified even because uh-huh. – and, and part of the reason why I'm see now now, MLS... now that that's different now too now if you have different medias and outlets and all that that then yes you know that's starting to grow the actual MLS you know what I'm saying instead of just messy so like there that's, would that's... Be, there would have to be a plan but yes yeah but the caveat to that is MLS has to loosen its control of who can gain access to the games. And, and Jose's probably knows a lot more of this than I do. There's been a crackdown on independent um, journalists. You can say, I don't consider myself a journalist, even though we do a podcast and, you know, on San Antonio and the high schools and, <clears throat> and stuff here to, you know, to me though, but like we are Austin, um, you know, I've heard Houston's cutting down, um, on giving media media outlets to shows like that just because it's not quote unquote the traditional journalist. That's my fear with MLS is that at this time they're not as progressive as they need to be on getting their stories out. They still want to control the narrative, which you know hopefully that changes. But you know with MLS, you know they're, they're not quick on on change. Uh, that that helps them out in my opinion. Yeah, so I, I guess we'll see if we get messy here in the MLS. Um, we're running pretty long, so I'm going to go ahead and cut it there. Uh, appreciate you, Jose, for coming on. Uh, if you, you want to go check out any kind of footy content, go check them out, goals.tv. Uh, so check them out, man. Uh, it, I'll put it up here real quick. Uh, goals.tv. Boom. And then just – it's you can get a free – Free couple days, right? Seven days. You sign up, get it free for seven days, and then it's nowhere near where you're gonna. Actually, bro, if you guys, I mean, if you guys, uh, you know, anybody checks it out at any point, um, I would say probably for the remainder of the year is probably the only time in history of this, you know, this young, very young company where it's gonna be free for a long period of time. We're we're still testing it. We got to get the app out there. Got to get feedback. Can't do it if it's behind a paywall. So 
It's going to yeah. be free for a little while. I would say jump on it, consume as much content as you can, give us feedback. Um, I, I would love to hear from any footy fan who who checks it out. There you go, man. So uh, let's see. We got one. Oh, there you go. One last comment. Now, y'all, rest easy. Appreciate you, Alvaro, for staying up with us. Uh, dude, go he's got some on. guns, too, dude, on his picture, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. So go catch us on Instagram, Texas Ring of Fire, on Twitter, Texas Ring of Fire. Come banter with us. I think you're going to start, guys, are going to start seeing a lot of uh, Jose with us covering some FC Dallas. We appreciate you doing that. And uh, I'm your host, man, RB22. That's Harry out of San Antonio. Harry out of San Antonio. We got Jose for Goals TV. <laughs> out of Dallas, man. A la Madrid, nada más. Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Stay better than my friends. Y'all rate, <laughs> review, subscribe. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Appreciate y'all, man.